The purpose of this show is solely to provide information for you to make your own decisions on the subjects that are presented. Welcome to the Ben Armstrong Show, folks. So glad that you have joined me. How did Hamas pull off this attack? How'd they do it? Whistleblowers say China! China is the one new whistleblowers. Look, we've been theorizing that China has been pulling the strings. Obviously, we know China and Russia have been pulling different strings behind the scenes, but we're getting more specifics of exactly what they did. Just like how did Hamas avoid the intelligence agencies, if they did avoid the intelligence agencies, that's still an if, but if they were able to avoid the intelligence agencies and the agencies just didn't ignore the information or didn't take it seriously or made massive mistakes. It could be that, but let's say they didn't, let's say they had no idea. All of this was coming. Everyone has said, there's no way Hamas could pull that off unless they had help. And it appears these whistleblowers from China are saying that, yes, they had technology and communications that China gave them that I guess apparently China must use as well to avoid uh, our intelligence agencies so that we cannot hear what they are saying. So they allowed Hamas to use this kind of tech to get around the intelligence of Israel and America. That's what some of the whistleblowers, but then you also have whistleblowers saying that China has supplied them with a lot of these rockets and weapons. And that makes sense in the aspect that they're not running out of weapons. Uh, Normally, or at least years and years and years ago, they'd have a stockpile. Hamas would eventually build up weapons, but they, when they would fire that many, and the Iron Dome would shoot them down, or they would hit, uh, a lot of times, they don't have targets, but randomly hit, they would eventually run out. They would they would shoot, 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 and then it would slow down. They wouldn't have, or they would hold off. They didn't want to fire every single thing that they had. The fact that the, the rate at which they continue to fire shows that they have no worries about their ammunition. Unlike America, which is unbelievable to say, who purposefully has made themselves depleted in ammunition. And I don't even know about like ammunition for, for things like tanks and stuff where we're at. But I know that we have given so much over the Ukraine and not replaced. And it takes so much time to replace it. We're not at a war footing. We don't have factories converted over to making military stuff that are factories that normally would not be doing that like we did in World War II. All of a sudden, we switched all our factories over to making all these war planes and tanks, and the world was surprised that we were able to produce and bring forth so many pieces of equipment so fast, our production lines, bam, started pouring it out. And 
And that's what America was, they realized how powerful America really can be through its manufacturing. And of course, we have given over our manufacturing over to China. So China can do that way more than we can. Not that we couldn't do it. We still have enough factories, I'm telling you. But you'd have to turn them over into a war footing factory. We're not doing that. We're not prepared for World War III. We don't have the ammo for it. We don't have the equipment. In fact, we just abandoned all that equipment in Afghanistan as if we didn't need it. Do you know how long it would take to replace all those vehicles? I mean, those are heavily armored vehicles. And helicopters, they're not made instantly. You can't make it in a month. Those things take a long time to make. And we just threw them away and really just gave them to our enemies. On purpose, the Biden administration did this because they wanted to weaken our military. Well, congratulations. That really was the start of the downfall where I think the world said, wow, Biden truly is going to make America weak. And they're looking at America's military and they're saying it is weak. And as we try to say, no, 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 we've got aircraft carrier battle groups that we're going to show, look, we have these. And Russia yawns at that. And so does China. They're, they're like, oh, your aircraft carriers yawn. We can take that out with one missile. And you're not going to be able to shoot it down. Try to shoot down a Mach 9 missile and see what success you have. Something moving at Mach 9 speed and not in one single direction. Uh, it, it, folks, we are not prepared. We are so ill-prepared. It's almost as if America thinks it can never be attacked. It's almost as if America doesn't think it needs to prepare for war because wars don't happen to America. America makes wars happen in other countries. That's our attitude. But we can't even make wars happen in other countries right now. We're so stretched out and depleted. We can't even do that. And remember, the competency of your military has fallen tremendously. And the best of the best, they knew they could identify the best leaders in our military, the people that would make great decisions during wartime. You know, the ones that would know an order is a piece of crap when they're on the battlefield and say, we're here, we're doing this. They don't know what they're talking about. We're right here. We know what we're doing. And they don't follow that order and they do what's right and they win medals of honor. And you know, those people, you know, those military guys, those are the guys that said, I'm not stupid. I'm not taking a vax. I'm not going to jab that in when it's experimental. I don't even know what it is. And I know the military has made me take vax before, but this there's too many news reports about how awful it is. I've looked at what it is and I'm not taking one. And they were able to vet out those people. Those are true leaders. Those are your best of the best. Those are the people when they're on the battlefield that do those type of decisions. Then you're just left with the guy that reads the order and it's like, what? That doesn't make sense. The order says we should go there, but they're, they're going to blow all that up. 
but we're ordered to go into that building. So let's all go into that building that, that, that we know they're about to blow up because we had a different order that said to go in there. And I have to follow orders. And so they go into the building, boom, and then they're all dead. I'm not exaggerating. This kind of stuff happened. My own grandfather was alive and survived World War II because his commander did something stupid like that. And my grandfather and others that were with him were like, don't you know that our own military is about to blow that up? Didn't you hear what the Navy is about to do? You can't follow that order. You follow that order, we're dead. My, the commander, whoever was leading my grandpa, said that he'll be court-martialed uh, when he gets back. Well, guess what? That guy never came back. My grandfather lived, and he did not. So... <laughs> Uh, the point is, is our military doesn't have people like that who can make right decisions under fire during the moment. I, I think we did have those people. I think they've left. And I think the people that would be like that, that would be recruited, that would have family history of military families. Those military families are advising their great-grandsons and stuff, don't go into the military. You don't want to go in under this Biden guy. And I think you're having that. So these traditional military families are not putting their kids in harm's way anymore. And we know that. We know the recruiting is way down. Well, we're in trouble. So what about this? How did Hamas pull this attack off? What are the whistleblowers saying? Let's hear from Grant Stinchfield, who covered this. Um, he's going with it because his sources that are giving him this have yet to be wrong. So this hasn't been 100% proven, but at the same time, they're risking their lives to even get this type of information out. And these, these sources are almost always right. So you roll with it. The intelligence failures. How does that happen? The Mossad in Israel is one of the greatest intelligence gathering organizations on the face of the earth. How did they miss this attack? Well, these whistleblowers inside China tell the new federal state of China that Chinese Communist Party leaders supplied Hamas with technology, new technology, from Chinese companies like Huawei and Xiaomi that allowed Hamas to hide and conceal communications from any other intelligence officers that were trying to intercept those communications. That may be one way they got around uh, and, and got this through. We're also seeing that China may be supplying massive amounts of weapons to Hamas. How else can you explain what appears to be an unlimited supply of missiles, rockets, and ammunition that Hamas has its hands on. Uh, going all the way back many years, there has been reporting that China was supplying Hamas with missiles. Now we're seeing some of these missiles flying further and with more precision. Yeah, and how did Hamas get the money to buy those missiles? Because I guarantee you China isn't giving them for free. They're providing it. I guarantee they're getting paid because America constantly gives Hamas funding. Oh, humanitarian aid to a terrorist organization, Hamas, that as if it's called funding terrorist organizations who take that money. They never care for the people. They don't care. They are the people too. 
This, the, that also, it still bothers me. Well, how does Israel go in and destroy Hamas and make sure you don't kill any civilians? Well, Hamas is civilians. And any of the civilians that are still there are Hamas. And if you're still there and you're not Hamas and you haven't risked your life, even if you have to risk your life to get out of there, then you're you're basically saying I am Hamas or I support Hamas. I'm the one who voted and put Hamas in power in Gaza. They're, they're one of those. That's who they are. You're talking about evil that attacked. Sometimes there is good and bad. Sometimes there's not. Ukraine and Russia fighting each other, there isn't good and bad. And of course, that's the one in which the media tells you this is a battle of good and bad so that they can justify rooting for the evil Ukraine over the evil Russia. But they're both evil. Both really bad governments. Both don't have good intentions for each other, let alone for others. But there's not a good guy in that war. Israel and Hamas is 100% good versus bad. Israel is the only place in the Middle East where there's true freedom, a Western world type of freedom, whereas if you are a Muslim and you live in Israel, you are treated just the same, just like in America, even if they complain and pretend like they don't, they can protest the government. They can march and say that they're not treated well as they carry signs of peace. If you did that the opposite way, if Jews went into Gaza and Hamas, took up signs and tried to protest their government, acting like, well, you don't give us any right, they'd be arrested or killed. They don't have any rights. They wouldn't grant them rights. One nation is kind and kind even to their enemies, and even let their enemies live among them. The other does not, and is tyrannical and ruthless. So if the kind nation gets attacked and says, but we're more powerful and we can, you only exist because we're kind. Because of our kindness, you've been allowed to flourish your evil and get to this point where you can attack us and actually harm us because of our kindness to you over the years. They should have been wiped out way, way before. So it's not equal. Israel has the right to go in, and Israel has tried to save all the people that might not support Hamas. They dropped pamphlets. They've told them to get out. If you don't get out, you support Hamas. And there is no difference between Hamas and civilians. That's why they're saying it's so hard for them to go in. Because you can't tell. Hamas is civilians. What do you do when you're fighting a bunch of civilians? That's why the media is trying to act like there's this big distinction. So no matter what Israel does, they're going to pounce on Israel. They're pretending there's this, as if Hamas runs around and has uniformed red coat British army members. And they march together down the street like the red coats did. And, and Israel's coming in and the people in the houses along the road who are not even part of the red coats they're just running into those houses and they're going to wipe them out and the red coat army. That's not what's going on. All the people in the houses could be terrorists and most likely are, or people who support terrorists and would kill an Israeli Jew if they get a chance. 
even if they aren't technically part of Hamas, they're still going to be dangerous to Israel. That's who you're facing. There should not be a separation. There should not be a separation or distinction between it, but but they're civilians. How do you decide that? So anyone who gets killed could be shown on a video camera in civilian clothes. Well, Hamas members wear civilian clothes, and you can say, look, they're killing civilians. Well, how do I know that that guy didn't have rocket launchers just the other day and was shooting a rocket launcher off his shoulder just yesterday? Because he could have been. You see the unfairness of this war in the aspect. That's why Israel keeps dragging its feet. It doesn't know how to conduct this because it knows the whole world is wanting this. Even Hamas wants this. They want people slaughtered as much as possible because they think the entire Arab world will finally come after Israel all at once. And they're willing to sacrifice all the people in Gaza. Hamas is willing to sacrifice every person in Gaza in order to achieve this. But that's not Israel. Anyone who dies in Gaza is dying because of what Hamas has done. That's the fact. Not because of what, even if Israel is pulling the trigger, it's because of what Hamas has done, not what Israel has done. Oh, but that's moral clarity. But if you don't agree, you don't have moral clarity. Just admit you hate Israel. You have a hatred in your heart for Jewish people, probably, most likely. So you're just going to side with anyone who's against Jewish people. That's usually what it is when you see people siding with Hamas. These are just people that can't stand Jewish people for some reason. Now, look, the, the Democrat Party has way more Jews in it than the Republican Party, and it always made me baffled. Uh, that's always baffled me because the Democrat Party hates Jews. They hate them with a passion. They pander them when, when powerful Jews in powerful positions do money, just like the media. There's lots of Jewish people who have power in the media. And so the media has been in conflict. Do I upset the, the people with money and people that I know that are Jewish and show my real feelings as a liberal that I can't stand Israel? Then I don't like Jews? Or do I have to? So they put on the front, well, we'll pretend like we're, we're supporting Israel and then we'll just wait and then we're going to turn on them. On day one, I've told you, Biden is giving you lip service. He will not support Israel. He's only going to say it. There'll be, he might fund, send some money or something. But when push comes to shove, the left is not going to be on Israel's side. Eventually, they're just going to pull themselves back and do nothing, I assume. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's, there's big enough uh, money donors that get them to keep taking a stand with Israel, but the rest of the world, like China and Iran, they want this because they want to drag America in. Now, what could happen in this war is, is that Israel gets even more aggressive, gets attacked by a different country like Syria, and Israel shows a sign of strength because they've already warned Syria. And there's a biblical prophecy, prophecy about Sometime during the end times, Damascus, I believe it's in Isaiah, that Damascus is completely wiped out. And 
I just wonder if this is going to escalate and at some point Damascus will be wiped out. It also could escalate to a lot of people are looking at this. It, it's not escalated to it yet, but it could eventually turn into like the Gog-Magog war. But I think in order for the Gog-Magog war to happen, something has to happen to America. So to me, it will escalate to Let's let's do the scenario. Israel does something, and I mean blows Damascus off the face of the earth. Let's say that occurs, and it's justified from because Damascus, and I don't I don't mean like Israel just does this for no reason. Something horrible happens, Israel responds, but the world will will side with Syria and say it's an atrocity, and uh, our, our liberals in America back off and say, ah, we don't want any part of this, this is an atrocity. And Israel realizes, wow, we really are on our own. We can't even respond. If we respond, even America backs off. We're on our own. But the, our enemies would use that and say, this is the Western world. America has funded Israel. Israel couldn't do any of this stuff without America's support. They're already saying that. The reason why is so that they can attack America. And if Israel destroys Damascus, I'm just using it as an example because the Bible says at some point that will happen someday. That might not happen until during the tribulation period. I don't know. But the point is, is Israel destroys something. They'll hold America responsible. They'll scream about what Israel has done. But I would that be the point in which they say, see, where Putin and Xi get together and say, well, look, they, the Western world was willing to really have a true retaliation. I mean, that was a massive attack showing the Western's power. We're going to have to pull the surprise attack on America now. And if America's not there, Israel won't have this kind of power. That's what they think. And technically, Israel wouldn't have that kind of power fully. But God will do things to protect Israel in that situation. So going forward, is China behind what's going on with Iran? According to the whistleblowers, yes. Uh, and there's been plenty of things that have pointed to it. If I get more information about that, I will keep bringing it to you. It's very important we know that if China's behind it, because if China is behind it, then this is all about dragging the Western world down so China can rule the world in a new one-world government where China, at least their system, will be king. And China will actually probably, once America's gone, team up with the globalists who hated America in Europe. They'll become friends because they both have one goal, destroy America. And if China is able and Russia to, even though they don't get along with the Western globalists right now, the destruction of America, they might drink together as soon as that happens. They will toast your death. It's that bad, folks. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through him. I love you guys. See ya. Hey guys, don't forget to like and subscribe to my dad's channel, otherwise Joe Biden will come in your closet and sniff your hair. They say I'm part of a global plan. 
I don't think so. It's too hot, it's too cold. You know what? The weather changes. Here's the news, Dad. Nope. It's hard to tell what's real and what's fake these days. Ditch the fake news and always get the truth. Go to thenewamerican.com.